0: Bismillah walhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala sayyidina muhammadin wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. The Jum'a khutbah is an essential reminder that calls the believers every Friday to increase in taqwa, God consciousness. This series shares Jum'a khutbahs that take place at the Al-Maqasid seminary. Inna alhamdulillah <laughs> hamdan yaliqu bijalali wajhihi wa azim sultanih. اللهم لك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا ونور قلوبنا محمدًا عبده ورسوله اللهم صل وسلم وبارك وكرم على عبدك المصطفى سيدنا محمد وعلى اله الاطهار واصحابه الاخيار ومن تبعهم باحسان وهدى الى يوم الدين وعلينا معهم وفيهم برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين اما بعد فيا عباد الله inni usīkum wa nafsī bi taqwā Allāh lā ilāha illā Allāh taqwa Allāh allatī lā yaqbalu ghayrahā wa lā yarḥamu illā ahlahā wa lā yuthību illā ‘alayhā wa aḥsinū yarḥamukum Allāh inna raḥmata Allāhi qarībun mina al-muḥsinīn all praise belongs to Allāh subḥānahu wa ta'ala, the creator of the heavens and the earth the knower of all that is seen and unseen, subhanahu wa ta'ala, the all-knowing, the all-wise. We bear witness that there is nothing worthy of worship save the one who created us and created all things, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And we bear witness that our noble and beloved Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa ala wa sahbihi wa is his final prophet and messenger sent to all of humanity. And that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent him as a mercy to all the worlds and revealed the Qur'an upon his noble heart. And that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa alihi wa sallam left us on the clear straight path and that he guided us to all that is good and warned us of all which brings harm. And that none veers from his way except that they bring upon themselves destruction. And we seek Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's protection from that. There was a story of a man who wanted to engage in something that is pleasing to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He wanted to build a masjid. And we know that this is an extremely noble endeavor. So he hired a man who essentially is what we would call a project manager to oversee the building of this masjid, this mosque that is dedicated for worship. But that this man would go to this town and he would oversee the project and make sure that the materials are built and that the workers are working on things and so on and so forth. But as this man, the project manager, he would regularly go to this other town and they would see that he was the one overseeing the building of the masjid. The people of that town assumed that he's the one building the masjid, that he's the one funding it. So they began calling it so-and-so's masjid, the name of that particular man. Let's say his name was Ahmed. That this masjid that's being built, it's being built by Ahmed. So he felt guilty that he was getting the credit for something that wasn't his idea and wasn't his intention, but it actually was being funded by this other man and that he's the one responsible and he's the one who's deserving of credit. So he goes to the man and he tells them, I feel guilty. This is just my job. But people are saying that this masjid is being built by me. And I would rather tell them that you're the one actually building the masjid. Now, the man is faced with a very interesting test. The man who's building the masjid. Because the nafs wants credit. The nafs wants this type of renown and wants a place in people's hearts. But this is where the test of sincerity comes. So the man tells the project manager, don't tell them my name, don't correct their misconception because it's harmless, that the one who I'm building it for knows. The one who I'm building it for knows who's actually building the masjid, even if the people in that particular town might not know. And this is one of the most important principles that we have to cultivate in our own lives. This sense of sincerity and understanding that all that matters is Allah's acceptance. All that matters is Allah's acceptance. And this is one of the greatest lessons, especially in these 10 days of Dhul Hijjah, that we can really understand and take away from these most blessed 10 days of the year, is that we have to gather all of our hopes and aspirations and place them exclusively and solely before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, if he accepts from us, there is no end to the blessing. And if we engage in all types of things and we receive accolades and recognition from everyone in creation, yet, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not accept it, it actually turns out to be worthless. So we have to really understand as people are leaving their homes and spending their life savings in many cases in order to go to Mecca al Mukarramah to perform the Hajj, it is the recognition that all that matters is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's acceptance. But we also recognize, especially for younger people, but it's not just younger people, is that we live in a time where even people who are devoted to Allah, they are plagued with this idea or the thought of other people's validation, of being accepted by other people, praised by other people, recognized by other people, that we sometimes develop our own sense of worth based on other people. But anyone who does that, and that's why we live in a time where even if you look at mental health crises and how people view themselves in light of social media and all these things, even if people have millions of followers and they take all types of photographs of themselves doing the most amazing things in the most beautiful places, there's still an emptiness inside despite all of the attention and quote-unquote validation that they get from other people, because all that matters is Allah's acceptance. That's the only thing that will give you true worth. That is the only thing that will really uh, instill a proper sense of value and responsibility and purpose in your life. And this is also one of the reasons, which is counterintuitive, to this very modern superficial understanding of value and worth and validation that many righteous people, like the man in the story that I just mentioned, they would actually hide their good deeds. It's counterintuitive if you don't have iman. If you have iman, it makes sense. Allah sees me and it's for him and nobody else matters. So they would hide their good deeds in order to protect themselves from showing off and getting attention from other people unnecessarily. And they would actually be shy when something that they did became known that was good. And you see the story of the Prophet's great-grandson, Sayyidina Ali al Abideen. When he passed away, وارضاه, when he passed away, overnight, 100 households in Medina, Stopped being provided for, that there was someone who was paying for their needs and their necessities and giving them money anonymously. And they only discovered it was Sayyidina Ali Zayn al abidin because he passed away. And then the money stopped. So they put two and two together. And when they were washing his noble body, they saw that there was an indentation on his back. There was like a curve going inwards on his back. And they asked his servant who lived with him and knew him well, what is this? He said, every night he would put money and food and things on his back and he would carry it to the widows and the orphans and the poor people in Medina. The people said to him, they said, aren't you ashamed of yourself? You see Sayyidina Ali Zain al-Abidin carrying this heavy weight on his back that is so heavy and he carried it so consistently, it left a dent in his back and you never offered to carry it for him? said, I offered to carry it for him multiple times. But he would look at me and say, will you carry my sins on the day of resurrection? Leave me be. I will carry this. I will engage in this righteous action for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That's sincerity. And all that really matters is acceptance. We have to understand this. We are coming to a time where people are so absorbed and all that they can really understand is things that have a utilitarian purpose and a very superficial, outward, surface-level functionality. But we as believers, we have to be deeper than that. We have to see things through the lens of iman, through the lens of certitude, and knowing that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sees all. Sayyidina Ali bin Abi Talib, radiyallahu anhu, wa karramallahu wajha, he said, he said, be more intensely concerned with a deed's acceptance than with performing the deed itself. Because all that matters is acceptance. So you should be focused on, instead of saying, this is what I need to do, check it off the list, this is what I need to do in order for it to be accepted by Allah. The quote goes on, فَإِنَّهُ Here's the secret. Here's the secret to success. For an action is only accepted through taqwa, through mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is the measure by which the deed is accepted, is mindfulness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That having this heightened sincerity and seeking his pleasure, his love, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Just like that man, he said, the one for who I the one I built it for, he knows my name. He knows my intention, even if the people of the town don't. And then he says, And how. Could any action that's accepted by Allah ever be deemed insignificant? If you gave one dollar for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and it's accepted, someone might say it's just a dollar. No, that's not how you're supposed to look at it. It's an action that was accepted by the creator of the heavens and the earth. People can just fill in the gaps and, and move forward as much as possible. Jazakumullahu <inaudible> khayran. And come together. That there is no such thing as an insignificant action if and when it's accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You see this even in the Qur'an related to the stories of the Prophets and other righteous people. And this is one of the things that why it relates to the days of Hajj. And why it relates even to the story of Prophet Ibrahim alayhi salam Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala chose him as his khalil. His intimate friend, and honored him, and granted him this level of nearness and a rank that is only superseded by the rank of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Yet, look at Prophet Ibrahim's concern for Allah's acceptance. Allah tells us in Surah Al-Baqarah, "وَإِذْ الْقَوَاعِدَ مِنَ الْبَيْتِ isma'il. And remember when Ibrahim raised the foundation of the house when they're building the Ka'bah alongside Ismail, his son. What did they say after they built the foundation? Allah has commanded them to do so. They've been honored. He's one of the chosen prophets of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Still, he is concerned with Allah's acceptance. He says, رَبَّنَا تَقَبَّلْ minna Our Lord accept this from us. Accept this deed because acceptance from you makes something even more valuable and significant because all that matters is Allah's acceptance. And any action, no matter how great it is, a person could sacrifice their entire lives and all of their wealth. If it's not accepted by Allah, it's insignificant. So this is what we really need to focus on. And it takes a lot of work dealing with the nafs, dealing with other people, praise or lack of praise or gratitude or lack of gratitude. All of these things impact us. But the believer who really wants to have a deep sense of iman works on these types of things and understands all that matters is Allah's acceptance. If Allah accepts something from me, even if no one else notices it, it's okay. And if everyone praises me for something that was insincere, it's worthless. And then we see also in the Qur'an the consequence and the result of an act or an intention that's accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Once Allah accepts something, the blessings multiply. Because it's accepted by the one who contains and has power over everything in the heavens and the earth, subhanahu wa ta'ala. When a Sayyidah Maryam, when her mother, Sayyidatna Hanna, when she became pregnant, and she said, Rabbi, Nathartu ma fi batni, my Lord, I vow to give to you that which is within my womb. This child belongs to you, and I give this child in your service from the very beginning. In the next verse, and then she gives birth to a daughter, she thought she would give birth to a son. But well, what does Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say in the next verse? And then her Lord accepted her. He accepted Sayyida Maryam. He accepted her mother's intention. And he not only accepted her, he accepted her graciously with goodness and excellence. And blessed her with a good upbringing. And not only that, now, who is taking care of her and guiding her growth and her education? One of Allah's prophets, Sayyidina Zakariya, السلام, Zakariya, entrusting her to the care of Zakaria, alayhi salaam, which comes from a righteous int- intention that was then accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then she has all of these amazing miracles that occur, that when He would visit her in her sanctuary, she would have the fruits of summer available for her in the winter time. And she would have the fruits of the winter during the summer. And Zechariah would say to her, he's a prophet, and he's amazed at the karamat, at the miracles that are taking place at her hands. And he says, where did this come from? And she said, huwa Allah. It's from Allah. Allah provides for whoever he wills without limit. There's no limit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's giving. So one of the things that we walk away with and understand is that no one can give you what Allah can give you. And no one can take from you what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives you. And no one can give you something if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not will to give it to you. These are things that we really have to deeply understand. And we make this du'a in the du'a of Qunut and other da'awat. Allahumma <laughs> la mani'a lima a'atayt. We say it after the salah. There is no one who can withhold from the person that you give to. Wala lima And there is no one who can give to someone you will to withhold from. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. So at the end of the day, we recognize those du'as are meant to really... Uh, uh, Establish within our hearts such a deep sense of, of certitude and understanding reality as it truly is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the giver. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the one who says, Kun fayakun. And when we're able to cultivate that within our hearts, it helps us be more sincere in our actions. Wallahu <laughs> yaqoonu wa qawluhul haqqul mubin. وإذا قرئ القرآن فاستمعوا له وأنصتوا لعلكم ترحمون وقال تبارك وتعالى فإذا قرأت القرآن فاستعذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم والبدن جعلناها لكم من شعائر الله لكم فيها خير فاذكروا اسم الله عليها صواف فإذا وجبت جنوبها فكلوا منها وأطعموا القانع المعتر كذلك سخرناها لكم لعلكم تشكرون لن ينال الله لحومها ولا دماؤها ولكن يناله التقوى منكم كذلك سخرها لكم لتكبروا الله على ما هداكم Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and this is one of the the full culmination of these 10 days of Dhul-Hijjah is the culmination in the day of, of Eid and the day of sacrifice. Allah says, we have made camels part of Allah's sacrifice for you and other types of cattle. There is much good in them for you. So invoke Allah's name over them as they are lined up for sacrifice then when they have fallen down dead feed yourselves and those who do not ask as well as those who do among people who are poor give to those in need those who ask and those who do not ask we have subjected them to you in this way so that you may be thankful this is the point here that we really need to understand neither their meat nor blood reaches Allah rather It is your piety, your taqwa, that reaches him. This is how he has subjected them to you so that you may proclaim the greatness of Allah for what he has guided you to and give good news to those who act with excellence, the muhsineen. That even in this sacrifice, it is not the action itself that we only observe or only focus on, but it is acceptance. And this is why even when we sacrifice these animals, it is of the utmost importance that we observe the sunan, the sunnas related to the sacrifice of honoring the animal, of taking it away from the other animals so that they do not, they're not heartbroken at the loss and witnessing one of their own uh, fellow creatures being sacrificed and so forth, minimizing any fear or uh, any Discomfort that the animal would feel. These are sunan that help a person achieve ihsan. And if you don't have those sunan in your heart, and people, and I've seen this with my own eyes, still traumatized from seeing people and the way that they want to sacrifice the animal like it's some sort of uh, uh, macho experience, without taqwa, without a care for the sunan, how do you expect it to be accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? What really matters is doing it right so that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepts from us. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to bless us with the Qur'an. اللهم بارك لنا في القران العظيم ونافعنا بما فيه من الايات والذكر الحكيم واجارنا من خزيه وعذابه الاليم اقول قولي هذا واستغفر الله العظيم لي ولكم ولي ولجميع المسلمين فاستغفروه انه هو الغفور الرحيم seek Allah's forgiveness indeed he is forgiving and merciful Inna alhamdulillah, na ahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'ihdiuhu wa nashhadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah wa nashhadu anna sayydana muhammadan abduhu wa rasooluh Allahumma salli wa sallim wa barik wa karrim ala abdika al-mustafa Sayyidina muhammad wa ala alihi wa ashabihi ajma'in amma ba'd faya abadallah inni uusikum wa nafsiyah bitakwa Allah la ilaha illallah that is accepted by Allah can never be deemed insignificant. It is important for us to understand that our true value, our purpose, our worth all relates to our state with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The state of our hearts, the state of our iman, uh, the righteousness of our actions that when we are accepted by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala That is never deemed insignificant. And all of creation and all of the most influential people and famous and wonderful people, if all of those people accept us, but we have not attained Allah's acceptance, we will still feel that emptiness inside. It might take a while until a person becomes aware of it, but that is the reality. So we have to focus on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's acceptance. And when Allah accepts us, then blessings come into our lives the way that they came into the life of Sayyidah Maryam salam and her family. So that is all that we need to focus on. All that matters is Allah Subh'anaHu Wa taala's acceptance. And we ask Allah for tawfiq. وَأَكْثِرُ مَنَ الصَّلَاةِ وَالسَّلَامِ وثن بالملائكة المسبحة بقدسه وآيها بِالْمُؤْمِنِينَ تعميما، فقال مخبرا وآمرا لهم تكريما، إن الله وملائكته يصلون على النبي، يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تَسْلِيمًا اللهم صل وسل مبارك على سيدنا المصطفى محمد. O Allah, send your sublime blessings and salutations upon the Prophet, his family, and companions. And upon the one who believed when things seemed bleak, Sayyidina Abi Bakr As-Siddiq, and upon the mighty companion martyred in the mihrab, Sayyidina Umar ibn al-Khattab, and upon the one who took two lights by the hand, Sayyidina Uthman ibn Affan, and upon the Prophet's cousin, the city, the gate to the city of knowledge, Sayyidina Ali ibn Abi Talib and upon Hassan and Hussein, the princes of paradise, and their pure mother Fatima and hers Khadija the Wise, and upon Aisha, Hamza, and Abbas, we ask the same. And those who pledged, and at Badr and Uhud, they came. And upon all of the Prophet's noble companions, and all those who follow until the day of standing. And may we be included among them and with them, ya arhamar rahimeen. Allahumma aghfir lil muslimina wal muslimat, wal mu'minina wal mu'minat. Allahumma la tadalana zamban fima qamina hatha illa ghafarta, wala hamman illa farrajta. وَلَا حَاجَةً هِيَ لَكَ رِضًا إِلَّا قَضَيْتَهَا يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ اللهم آتِي نُفُوسَنَا تَقْوَاهَا وَزَكِّهَا أَنْتَ خَيْرُ مَنْ زَكَّاهَا أَنْتَ وَلِيُّهَا وَمَوْلَاهَا يَا أَرْحَمَ الرَّاحِمِينَ أو oh Allah, we ask you that you give us and our parents and our children and our loved ones the best of what you give your righteous servants in these 10 days, Ya Arham Al Rahimin. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you write our names in the record of those who are accepted by you, those who are honored by you, Ya Arham Al Rahimin, and those who receive your constant and unending support and blessings, Ya Akram Al Akramin. We ask you, Ya Allah, that you bless. All of our homes and all of our institutions and the entire Ummah of the Prophet Muhammad, وسلم, and that you spread the lights of guidance and goodness and mercy and blessings and virtue, Ya Arhamar to the hearts and homes of our brothers and sisters and neighbors and friends, Ya Akramal Akramin. And we ask you, Ya Allah, that you allow us to attain the full reality of servitude to you and a full realization of certitude and understanding your oneness and attaining the highest levels of witnessing you, Ya Arhamar rahimin, Fi khairin wa wa'afi'a, Ibadallah. Inna Allah amara bi thalath wa an thalath. Inna allaha ya'muru bil adli wal ihsani wa ita'idhi al-qurba wa yanha'an al-fahshai wal-munkari wal-baghi ya'idhukum la'alakum tathakkaroon fathkurullaha al-azima yathkurkum عَلَىٰ يَزِدْكُمْ اللَّهِ أَكْبَرُ Thank you for listening to one of Al-Maqasid's online educational offerings. Our mission at Al-Maqasid is to cultivate holistic learning environments rooted in knowledge, devotion, and service by providing full-time, part-time, online, and community programs. For more information, please visit our website at almaqasid.org and connect with our other online content at almaqasid.org backslash connect.